What's going on, everybody? It's getting down to brass tacks. We are back. Full slate of games to go over for week three. Thanks for tuning in. We got plenty to go over, so we're just going to jump right in on getting down to brass tacks. So I'm in a somber mood this morning. Um, Very sad mood, as you all know. 105.3, the fan. Prescott in the gun. Elliott to his right. Lamb in the left slot. Snap back. It's going to be okay, bro. It was a rough evening, and it did not start off well. I was excited for a little while, but the Eagles lost to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football, 41-21. to It was a horrible, horrible aberration in my mind of, of what happened. Essentially, we got away from the run game. We had basically no running yards at all in this game, barely any. But the Dallas Cowboys ran all over us, made Zeke Elliott look like a pro bowler again which he hasn't all season and he hasn't looked like in years. So I don't have a whole lot of words. I don't have a whole lot of things to say, except that I know where the problems are. One is our defense, because our defense just literally could not stop Dallas and the rest of this offense. They could not stop the run game. I mean, honestly, Dak threw it 26 times. He probably didn't even need to throw it that much because between Zeke and Tony Pollard, like they're just running the ball down our throats. I mean, at times it looked like they were kind of just doing as they pleased out there when it when it came to the when it came to the run game. And really, on the other side, I mean, I was really surprised that like, who's Dalton Schultz? This guy comes out of nowhere. C.D. Lamb did not have a decent day. Like he had three targets, sixty six yards. Amari Cooper was kind of quiet. Like most of their you know wide receivers were quiet. Dak went to his tight ends and his running backs, and that was about it. That's all that really needed to, to happen in this game for them to win offensively. And, you know, they kind of were able to really just cruise with this approach. And, I mean, you could already see in some of the media, you know, Harry on the early morning shows and all that. Some people might be going at Jalen a little bit too harshly here. He definitely didn't have a good game. Let's be clear. Jalen would definitely want this game back. I mean, the two TDs, I mean, contextually, that – it was kind of, it didn't really matter as much as of that, la- you know, more of the latter one. The defensive one, the defensive touchdown when it happened was a good boost in that moment. Yeah. No no doubt. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a good catalyst. Like the moment. game wasn't lost at that point. Right. Honestly, yeah. The game was still so very early. much like up in the air and in the balance when that went down. I mean, the two INTs, again, not great, but, you know, we've seen people throw some INTs this season and, they're in worse INTs than Jalen had. The second one, I ain't even really faulting him on, truthfully. Honest. Rece- How about the receiver doesn't fall down? I'm not. Who was yeah, that? It might have been Rager, honestly. Or, or Ward. I honestly don't remember. This is not the time to try to, like, call curtain on Jalen's situation. Um, yeah. He needs, he needs O-line help. That's exactly it. Looking at this game and probably coming from it as a homer, which I am, like, no run game at all. This is why not, was that? Like, yeah, why, I was there, no why did you not? I understand the idea that you were trying to establish a run game and you're trying to give all these carries and it doesn't work. It's like he was scared but, to run the ball. But again, when I'm looking at the box score and it says that you collectively as a team rushed 12 times, 
what are we doing? And look, Miles Sanders, who had two carries for 27 yards, his average was 13 and a half. Like, that sounds good to me. Obviously, it's only two times, so like it, the, it's the numbers are skewed, but like he was getting loose. He was doing things that he's supposed to do, and I don't yeah. understand why they went away from it. Your lead back. Your lead back. Who carries? That's yeah. a joke. So, like, I, you know what? I'm not dialed in with the Eagles radio or any of the, you know, the postgame stuff. So, like, has Sirianni said or really given an explanation as for why? I didn't watch the postgame or the conferences or anything, but I haven't seen any reason why he went away from it. I think he was trying to scheme in a different way than what was working. I mean, he said last week that he didn't draw up the plays properly and i think he said the same thing this week that you know he didn't drop the plays properly and look two weeks in a row you're not drop, trying to blaze up properly do something about it so do, do you know what you're doing or not looking at obviously the box score is a lie because jalen hurts was 25 of 39 for 326 yards two touchdowns but two interceptions he took two sacks for 23 yards this is skewed a little bit because of the garbage time touchdown a really good garbage time drive that took it to 21 points and that was a great drive but i also took notice that it was against dallas backups i mean at that yeah. point D yeah. Dak wasn't even in the game Corey clement was in there you know <laughs> you know like tony pollard was on the bench zeke was, yeah they were, know, had a regular hat on they were already in you know time management mode at that point i also don't completely agree with a lot of these eagles pundits saying you know get the ball to Devonte smith more get the ball to Devonte smith more because i think you get the ball to who is working in the moment. And to me, the best person on the field last night on offense was Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard was doing everything that we needed him to do. He had two receptions for 66 yards. He had a couple drops, but those were on the defensive side, you know, swatting the ball away and stuff. Ertz had a better game. Not like, I'm not going to say a good game, but he had a better game. I still like this offense. Like, I still like what we have here. It just didn't work against this Dallas defense. and. Look, Dallas' defense is not that great either, so I don't know what to make of it. All I know is if I'm Miles Sanders, I'm hot. If I'm Miles Sanders, don't ask me about the game because I wasn't a part of it. I was just there. Whatever it is, all I know is your boys going to have to figure out some things real soon, my guy, because ain't no bounce-back games in y'all's future. You got the Panthers. You got the Bucks. Yeah, Mahomes coming off of two losses. And you got the surprise Raiders, too. The next gimme game that we've got is at the Lions on Halloween. And so it doesn't get any easier from here. We can, I would like to think that we pull out a win from one of those games in the next four weeks after seeing last night. I would hope that we'll be competitive, but I won't say that we'll win. Time will tell. Time will tell. We're going to talk about a few more of these games. We're going to go briefly over some of the games that weren't really too crazy competitive or crazy surprising but i mean obviously next up we got to talk about the tennessee titans wgfx 104.5 fm Tannehill looking throwing completing scoring touchdown titans chester rogers the former colt puts one on his former team 25 to 16 against the indianapolis colts with quote unquote healthy Carson Wentz? I don't know how many shots they shot up Carson Wentz to get him out there on the field, but he was there somewhat. Like <laughs> he was there on the field barely. He managed to, you know, not get completely broken with the two sacks. But I mean, look, I mean, he 
didn't even throw for 200, no touchdowns or INTs. Like, he was just there, basically, in in this game. This game was a lot closer than it should have been for a while, you know. But, hey, my Titans, at the end of the day, they handled their business. We got it done the way we got it done last week, which was we give the ball to Henry. Give it to him. And, you know, again, there's nothing complicated about this setup or strategy. Everyone in the league can know who who is going to get that ball. Does it mean that you're going to necessarily be able to stop him? And you see in this game on some of these highlights, a few more victims got claimed. A few more bodies got added to the Henry highlight reel along the way. Tannehill, I'm glad he got his ish together in this game. And he ended up getting three TDs because those two INTs he threw really concerned me. I'll just be real. I need Ryan Tannehill to be a bit better with the ball moving forward. Through the first three weeks, my guy Ryan has already got like three INTs. And that's significant because he only threw seven INTs all last season. So we're already kind of high. And look, if you're not going to be an elite level QB in the league, you at least have to be a very efficient QB who doesn't give up the ball. That's just a rule of thumb, I think, for every QB in the league. You know what I mean? We got it done, even though we kind of were missing some pieces. AJ didn't play. Everybody who invested in him, you know, in that second round of NFL fantasy football, we're all concerned about that. (laughs) (laughs) Julio played half the game, and he mysteriously stopped playing. Don't really necessarily know what's up with that. Media's been trying to get it variable about that since the game, and, you know, Vrabel's been – Typical Belichick in crypticness about that. So w- nobody knows. But look, ultimately, the Titans handled business in this game. This is important. We're now in the driver's seat of this division, which overall isn't a very good division. So we are exactly where we need to be. And moving forward, we should just be able to like keep this lead and build upon it, if anything. I have two things to say about this game. One, I'm happy for your Titans. They looked better serviceable, can win games. So I'm always a fan of teams doing well, like the Titans. The other thing I want to say is currently Carson Wentz is at 97.3 whatever percent of snaps available that he's played. So still, currently, we are on track to get a first-round pick for Carson Looking Wentz. Looking good. Looking good. That's, that's And good. I'm okay with them keep losing, and he just keeps playing every, right. every snap. If you're an Eagles fan and you're just hoping you're just hoping to get a poorly playing but still healthy enough to play Carson Wentz to get that pick, absolutely. I feel you on that. Yeah, I think what I, I read was as of right now, we have the luxury of him missing about four games, like four full games okay. if the trends keep up as is. So we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, if he was able to tough it out with his squeaky ankles <laughs> this week, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens next week. But the road right. again. And we talked about this last week, but the road doesn't get any easier for them after, I mean, this week, probably a little bit easier. It's at Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett. Maybe they get their first win out of that. But then you've got at Ravens, the Texans, maybe that's a gimme game, but then the Niners and then the Titans again. Not looking good for Carson Wentz at the moment. Have fun, Indy, but you know what? Not my team, not my problem. Titans, like I said, we got the W we needed to get done. And also, I just got to say, shout out to all the unsung players that stepped up and made plays for us in this game. I'm looking at you, Nick Westbrook Aquina. I had multiple people ask me when this game, who is this dude? Where did he come from? Don't worry about that, okay? (laughs) Don't worry about that. 
He was just there when we needed him. So shout out to him. Shout out to Michael Pruitt, who made who only had one reception, but it was a clutch first down reception in a drive that we needed. Harold Landry on defense was pressuring Carson Wentz entire game. Christian Fulton had a second good game at corner, which we definitely need somebody to step up in that position. And he held his own very well. He held his own last week against DK Metcalf. So just like I said, shout out to all the dudes that I know the national media ain't really going to talk about because they don't know who they are. They were the ones that kind of helped us take control of this game and get this W. That's where you win in the trenches with those guys that nobody talks about. So I hear that. Well, moving on to probably the most entertaining game of the entire week is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium in L.A. ESPN LA 710. Stafford keeps his Rams out the line. Third down and 10. Well protected. Steps up. Launches deep down the right numbers. All alone. Deshaun Jackson over the shoulder at the 30. He weaves his way to the end zone. Touchdown L.A. Brady's first time playing in L.A. And man, the Los Angeles Rams handled business 34-24 to with a win. Matthew Stafford was on fire, four touchdowns, 343 yards, 27 of 38, only took one sack. And I was honestly a little bit mad at a couple of points in this game because Deshaun Jackson had three receptions for 120 yards and a touchdown, including a very long, beautiful 75-yard touchdown, which hey, he's back. was fantastic to watch, man. He is, I don't know how he's still doing this at 36? He's up there, man. I'm 40. For me, this was straight up. This was a popcorn game. There was just fireworks. I would agree. Because here's the thing. People for once in who knows how long could actually say this game actually even matters. But this new team doing it in this whole new environment, this experiment that we kind of came into with the summer of is this trade worth it? Can Stafford really show that, you know, he just hasn't been well equipped in Detroit and we have a lot of games to play, but here we are through three weeks, man. Sean McVay and company and Matthew Stafford right now with this win, they proved that this was a good idea. And I love watching Matt, Matt Stafford have fun out there. Like he's he's enjoying himself. He's playing some of his best football right now. And he's always played good football. That's the thing that a lot of people forget is like he's always been a good quarterback. He's had some rough times, obviously. And I think being in Detroit really overshadowed a lot of how good this guy can be. Absolutely. I mean, again, outside of him having Megatron when he was there, dude was just out there in a wasteland of NFL talent. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why, you know, they would regularly be the comeback Kings. A lot of times, like they would somehow find their way back into games that looked like they were going to be blown out in because he's that good. Yeah. And so here he is now where, you know, he has better people around him you know to kind of help execute and again we're seeing it early on it looks like it's working real well you just went toe-to-toe with the defending champs who came into it up and you beat them convincingly not buzzer beater field goal or anything like that you beat them convincingly matthew stafford and cooper cup of touchdowns <laughs> that's one of the most dangerous qb wideout duos in the league right now we knew Cooper Cup was good. We knew he was good, even when he was dealing with golf. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you add Deshaun Jackson into the mix, people probably are at this point, you know, writing him off because of all the injuries and, you know, taking time off and things like that. But, I mean, I think he's just happy to be getting the ball and doing what he does. You know, switching to Tampa Bay, I mean, 
I think they did as much as they could. They just could not stop this. You know, they 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 just hit a wall with Aaron Donald in this defense. Tom Brady, yeah. forty-one of fifty-five, four hundred and thirty-two yards. One of the last times he threw that many yards was the Super Bowl against the Eagles. I mean, he threw over five hundred in that game, but only one touchdown, three sacks for twenty-one yards. They still looked good and they were competitive. You know, obviously it's it's the Bucks, but they just could not stop the Rams. Most of the touchdowns that they've gotten were through the air. And you look at this game, outside of Giovanni Bernard, who, again, that's a running back, so that's kind of like, you know, your little screen, whatever action. There was no real actual, like, Brady just, like, throwing nobody a ball. They couldn't get in the red zone. They couldn't, you know, Mm -hmm. hit those daggers or be effective in the red zone like they normally are. And you know what? Hey, that could be kind of understandable when you're dealing with people like Jalen Ramsey playing on the other side. Um, So, again, it was just – it was a really, really entertaining matchup between two teams that have big, big playoff potential. I can definitely see us seeing this game again in the playoffs for sure. Rams is definitely going to be there. But, yeah, I, I think we'll definitely see another Rams-Bucks game later this season. Well, next up is Sunday Night Football, Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. WTMJ. It's wide open for a little swing pass from Rodgers. Touchdown, Green Bay. And the Packers lead 9 to nothing. 319 to go in the first. Wild, wild way to end the game and to end the Sunday slated games. I actually went to bed with 30 seconds left in the game. The Niners were up, and I'm like, okay, that's it. And I wake up the next morning, and I'm like, um, uh-uh. Why is everybody talking about Aaron Rodgers? I don't understand what happened. They lost last night. 30 seconds is way too much time when your name is Aaron Petty Rodgers. Yeah, I, I was just I was so surprised. Fantastic game. I'll be honest, San Francisco came out just looking quite strong, like really quite good. The defense was making some good moves early on, and it just seemed like just as time went on, Rodgers was able to kind of find his groove of people and mix up enough of the run with using, you know, Jones and Dylan and they're splitting their 25 carries, using enough of the run to keep everything honest and then still doing what he does best, which is finding his favorite target in the world, Devontae Adams. I just got done waxing poetically about how good Stafford and Cup are, and they are, but this is still the standard. QB wide receiver duo here in the league. Everybody needs to face facts with that. It's still Rodgers and Adams, not Mahomes and Hill, not Allen and Diggs, not even Wilson and Lockett. It's these two right here. They kind of showed up big, you know, along with the other sort of cast who made their one or two catches when they needed to make them. And they just kind of wore down that San Francisco defense. The secondary soft, and they actually still need some help in that department. You know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, you've been hearing rumors about maybe Sherman maybe returning there is because they need help in that department. And it showed here because they were soft enough and they gave too much time at the end and Rogers burned them. And he can rely, obviously, on his kicker. Mason Crosby is one of the best to ever do it. Mr. Clutch Crosby. Rogers said at one point after the game that week one was an anomaly. So, Remains to be seen what's going to happen the rest of the year, but it definitely seems like the Packers are back to form. I will say, like, their defense didn't help them much in this game, though. So and close. it's never going to. It's never good. <laughs> but you know yeah. what? There's one thing after watching, you've watched Green Bay the last few seasons, you just tell, like, look, that defense is basically been the same, and this is this is how they're going to win. This is how they're going to win. As long as they're within touchdown points away, 
they will always have a chance if Rodgers is healthy. Well, moving on, Washington and Buffalo. WGR. Takes the snap, looks to his left, looks, nobody comes open. Josh rolls to his right, takes a look, going to keep it. He's going to run it in. Touchdown, Buffalo, Josh Allen. Josh Allen from two yards out, touchdown, Buffalo. Not a whole lot to say about this game. Buffalo Bills score 43 points against Washington's 21. I don't know what happened to this defense. I mean, this was supposed to be the story, one of the big stories of the year. And this defense is just not doing what it's been paid to do. You know, you would want them to do more than what they did in this game. And look, the Buffalo Bills are a damn good team. And yeah. Josh Allen went off in this game. You know, yeah. he had he had a one of them Josh Allen type games. That being said, like again, when your whole team's built around defense, you still want more from that. So it's like if you're like you know maybe if you're watching and you're gonna lose, maybe you lose, but like not giving up that many points. That was a little too much on the point side. Offensively, look, I'm just gonna ask the question now: of like, are we scared to run the ball with Antonio Gibson? I don't think Taylor Heineke's gonna just like be that dude. He's not good enough. They don't run the ball enough, in my opinion. So, I mean, that kind of just got them here. And as far as the Bills go, I mean, this was kind of the game where you saw them and you're like, okay, yeah, I think we're, yep. I think this is that kind of scary Bills team that we were talking about coming into the season. I think this is, uh, they're here. They have arrived. It was 27-14 at the half. So I'm not surprised that they got away from the run because they wanted to try and keep up with Buffalo. And I think they, you know, Rivera kind of tried to change the game plan a little bit to air it out a little bit more. But obviously, Heineke's not <laughs> not the best guy to do that with. Right. I was like, he, he can't do that. That is what it is for, you know, for Washington. Hey, you're, you're an Eagles fan. So them losing only benefits you. So, you know, the positives here. I'm okay with it as long as, 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 long as they continue to lose and we can, can try and win. Maybe, maybe not exactly win like no. we did last night. Josh Allen just handled business. Josh Allen's a stud. Moving on, the Cleveland Browns and the Chicago Bears. 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here's Mayfield. He's going to give it. Hunt's going to run to the right. He got it. 25. A cut 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown, Kareem Hunt. Justin Fields' first start. Cleveland Browns win 26 to 6. Justin Fields, not a good day at the office to start out his, his career. Six completions out of 20 throws. My man got jumped out there, honestly. Yeah. The yeah. O-line for Chicago basically disintegrated on the ha- on the, about a third of the snaps. <laughs> and Justin Fields yeah. was out there on his own. I mean, this this is completions. I mean, it's bad. I mean, but again, really, I'll, I just came away really feeling bad for him more than being critical of his performance because I'm like, man, what was he supposed to do? You're too bad your ass got sad. In a way, this is almost – I wonder if you're head coach Matt Negative, you're almost kind of like – you see this and you're kind of like, you see, this is why I was trying to have Andy be the starter. I, I'm just going to say it. I don't know what Matt Nagy's doing. I think he's trying to get fired. Like, I think he's trying to leave leave Chicago. I have no idea what he's doing out there. Like Matt Nagy like, is, is, is trying sense. to tank. Is trying to tank. We got a new team that is trying to tank because the Raiders – are three and zero, and they're not anywhere close to tanking at this point. So I guess we were wrong about <laughs> Gruden <laughs> trying to tank. We're, we're very, yeah, we seem very wrong about that right now. But I mean, like the Bears, the Bears are trying to tank at this point. But the Bear, I mean, this is bad. I mean, and here's the: not only is it bad, but also when I looked 
at the game. I, I didn't really necessarily see a lot of like plays where they were even really trying to use fields, you know, no. in any different or creative ways. It was like it was literally just like, no, we're not gonna like run any like you know bootleg anything. We're not, we won't try to like jet sweep or nothing. We'll just we'll just let you drop back and try to stay in this barely there pocket and see how it goes, buddy. It honestly looked like they had an Andy Dalton playbook that they just tried to apply to Justin Fields. And Justin Fields ain't that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. He's more of a running quarterback. He's more of a mobile quarterback. He can do a lot more things in that way. And I just don't think Matt Nagy and the rest of his coaching staff understand it. Like, I think they were forced to take Justin Fields, honestly. I don't see this coaching staff lasting this season at this rate. I mean, you might be right because I mean, it's just it's just looking bad. I mean, it will. I'll be very curious to see what happens going into Week Four games if we see any sort of different change in approach to that. Because if he comes out and it goes down like that again, like yeah, somebody needs to just send a care package to Justin Fields, man. Just somebody send him a care, send the man a care. Maybe, package. maybe we'll send him a brass tax care package. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, wow. Next up. Ravens and Lions. WBAL. A 66-yard try. Tucker's kick is on the way. It is good! Crossbar, and it tumbles through. It is good! Time has expired. Justin Tucker with the longest field goal in NFL history. The hay is in the barn, and it's mayhem on the field. I think the only thing about this game that I was impressed with was Justin Tucker going for a 66-yard field goal on fourth and 19 yeah the record record status achieved man that had you know i'm a i'm also a soccer fan so like that had a lot of soccer drama to it man like it doinks in off off the the crossbar and in yeah. like what else do you need as time expires and you know yeah. and not only that not only did you get this great moment but you also got another classic thing within that as well which is the detroit Lions losing in Sad, tragic ways yet again. Despite Jared Goff, despite all these changes around Detroit, still losing in a horrifying and heartbreaking way every every time. They're not good. I mean, uh, Darius Williams, their running back, love that dude. He's a great guy. He always be joking and talking about anime, so uh, it, he makes me laugh. But like, he's a great guy. But look, look, the talent is not there. Let me explain something to you about why the talent isn't there. Khalif Raymond is one of the starting wide receivers for the Detroit Lions. Khalif, Khalif Raymond is a dude that the Titans, we let go of last season because he, he couldn't hang with our, our wideouts. We, we let him go, okay? We let him go, and he barely was regularly playing for us. And now he just regularly plays, regularly he's been playing for the Detroit Lions as one of golf's options. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Khalif Raymond only played only played for the Titans when we had like injuries or on you know kickoff returns, and he's just a regular wideout for Jared Goff in the Detroit Lions. Garbage. Chargers and Chiefs. Alt 98.7. Herbert in the shotgun, looking to the middle of the field. Now throwing. Has a man caught end zone touchdown. Chargers. Mike Williams. 20 yards from Herbert. This was a surprise game, really, for me. And the Chargers win uh, 30 to 24 towards the end of the game. Mahomes, not a great day on the field, even in Arrowhead. 27 to 44 for 260 yards and three touchdowns, but two interceptions. 
And he just never looked like he was in control of this game. I mean, he, he looked kind of scared a lot of times. For me, I'm not sure if I saw Mahomes playing scared at times, but I feel like I did see him Mahomes. I felt like it was maybe overconfident in himself and in, in, in his abilities. That's what I see from, like, you know, one of those INTs. He was trying to be cute and, like, just do the no-look pass when he didn't even really need to do it, and he throws an INT. He's been used to, you know, seemingly doing these plays and making these throws that we keep saying no one else can do but him, and he felt that a little too much in this game at the wrong time and yeah. they paid for it. I would completely agree. I mean, I think he's, I think he's gotten a little bit full of himself at a few different moments. You don't know what practice looks like, but I mean, I can bet he's not practicing as hard as most everybody else because of, you know, what he's accomplished over time and what he knows he's capable of. But I mean, gotta come back hey, down man. to earth a little bit, but Hey man, somebody's going to make those state farm commercials, bro. Right my home's discount. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but that, that, that's really what it was. I mean, the Charger defense schemed enough to get their stops when they needed it. And, you know, Herbert had a really, really good game. I mean, 281 yards on, and he got four TDs out of it. He didn't even throw 40 times. Like, that's good. And he, that's really more what I want. I want more TDs and less throwing. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want my QB to have to throw 50 times to get that he throws under 40 and get four like that's the efficiency you want austin eckler healthy been kind of doing his thing there man he's been back in it you know the running you know he's been all over the place and big mike big mike williams if he remains healthy as we're seeing he's just a massive literally a massive problem to deal with in the red zone because yeah. who's guarding? Who's going to guard him? Well, you got Keenan Allen on the other side, and you got Austin Eckler, too. I mean, like... Right. So pick your poison when, when it yeah. comes down to, like, the Chargers in the red zone. There's so many options. I'm definitely interested if, if any of those guys goes down. I'm interested to see if Jared Cook comes up a little bit. A little sneaky fantasy situation there. I like I like Jared Cook. You know, you know, kind of quiet yesterday, but... KC, one and two. Something that yeah. I don't think anybody would have predicted. And yeah. Look, I don't think it's time. I'm not saying it's so time to panic and all the things are going to be wrong. And I still think they're going to be very strong and hard to beat. But, you know, may, and maybe this is just the early wake-up call that need that needed to happen for this team for them to get their act right. And especially on that defensive side, they need to get it together. And now they get to play the Eagles, who are still looking at our wounds from, from Dallas. Saints and Patriots. WWL. Snap to Winston, back to pass. Does so over the middle. A wide open Alvin Kamara, who walks into the end zone as the Saints take a nice drive into 31 and march down the field. That's an 11-yard touchdown. Touchdown, Saints. Honestly, I really didn't feel like there was a whole lot to talk about in this game. Jameis Winston, mediocre. You know, two touchdowns, 13 of 21 for 128 yards. They get the win. Alvin Kamara had... A solid day, 24 carries, 89 yards. I said it last week. I'm still waiting for a game from Mac Jones where it's his job and like he's convincing us. And three interceptions does not bode well. <laughs> that is <that's laughs> the, that is the opposite. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, but I, I really don't have much to add. Your Mac growing pains, Jones is still going through it, man. You know, we'll we'll see what happens next. It's definitely not going to get better for you, Mac. Because Tampa, Tom Brady comes is, to town, is coming to town, and let me yeah. tell you, defensive line wise, 
probably the, is the scariest line he's faced so far. And everybody is going to be watching that game. Every single person. Mm-hmm. And another game that <laughs> not a lot to talk about. The Atlanta Falcons pull out a win against the hapless New York Giants. Sports Radio ESPN 1420. Young to win it for Atlanta. Snap spot. Kick is away. And it is... Good. The only thing I can tell you that I think is half decent about the New York Giants is Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I mean, Saquon Barkley is proving he's still a good player. 16 carries for 51 yards and a touchdown. Falcons are not good. <laughs> you know, They're like, both these not are, good. These are just two bad teams. <laughs> two uh, bad teams who aren't going to be in the playoffs to like, face each other. Somebody had to Yeah, win. I second what you said about, you know. Barkley, at least. I don't, I mean, I still think Jones is trash, but I mean, yeah, I agree about Barkley. Congrats to Arthur Smith. You know, you got your first head coaching W. You're not going to get one again. Damn! You should savor it because it, it might, it might be a while for you to get another one. So, also, where's Kyle Pitts? Two receptions on three targets, 35 yards. He had a long 25 yard run, but do they not know how to? Does Arthur Smith not yeah, know how to use it, Kyle Pitts in this offense? I, it's hard to say. Like I don't really, you know, know what's going on there. Maybe we just have more expectations than we should, you know, just based on like hype and talk. But then again, you know, where you get tricked in the draft, people are kind of expected more. You know, we're not there in practices. Maybe it's something that they're seeing there. But yeah, I mean, you would expect somebody the caliber of Pitts and where he went in draft last to get more than three targets. It's one thing if he's getting target a lot of targets and he's like not completing them but like i mean you know you only get three targets not much to go on let us know what you think about kyle pitts atlanta fans on twitter at brass tax nfl we're there all the time throwing memes out there so come and join us next up is the cincinnati bengals get another win over the pittsburgh steelers the big one 700 wlw in cincinnati burrow back to pass Standing, looking, fires over the middle, caught for the touchdown, Jamar Chase with his second touchdown catch of the game, his fourth in three NFL games, he beat Joe Hayden and the Bengals increased their lead. Two big pieces of this game, honestly, on either side is one, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase look dangerous, honestly, but it's also against a Pittsburgh Steelers defense that's just awful. Chase, you are very good. You are very good at catching balls in games that matter because that's what that's all you've been doing so far this season. And he, I mean, the two touchdowns last in that in that game. I mean, he looked he looked good, man. Big Ben, however, did not look good. This is one of the roughest Big Ben games I've ever seen. You, you, the clip of Big Ben just like struggling and it's like falling down, like you know, trying to throw the ball when nobody's around him. Not a good look. Awful. Thirty-eight of fifty-eight for three hundred eighteen yards and a touchdown, but two interceptions. Four sacks for 21 yards. I mean, just not a good day for Ben Roethlisberger. And, you know, chuck, chuck this up to another team that I think is going to be looking for a quarterback very, very soon. Because they haven't – here's the deal. Like, like people don't talk about this very often, but Pittsburgh is waiting way too long to groom a new QB. You are 100% right. Because I would say that, that the real QB should have already been there. But yeah. my theory is that Big Ben is the kind of guy I think that probably has managed to have enough sway to kind of like prevent that from happening there. Yeah, until you decide to retire, and then you screw your team over. So 
Man, that's they. You know what? If you're a big Ben, that's their problem, not yours. Joe Burrow, 14 of 18 for 172 yards, three touchdowns, one INT. Didn't have to throw the ball very much, but he was using Joe Mixon all over the board and had plenty of work with, you know, Jamar Chase. So Bengals looked, you know, honestly half decent. Do I think they can beat playoff caliber teams? Probably not. It is what it is. You could not have said it any better, my friend. It, it is exactly what it is. They got another gimme game next week. They play the Jaguars on Sunday night football next week. and But then they play the Packers. So I think we'll see what happens when Joe Burrow goes up against Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of the Jags, another thriller of a game for Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. KMVPFM. Lawrence takes, turns, gives to Hyde. It's a flea flicker, pitching it back to Lawrence. He's in trouble. Jump ball pass picked off near side by Murphy at the 30, running it back to the left of the 2010-5 touchdown. Byron Murphy after a horrible mistake by the rookie with a pick six, and the Cardinals are back in front, 23-19. I don't think I've seen in the NFL, I do not think I've seen Urban Meyer be this excited when he saw that the Cardinals went for a record 68-yard field goal and it didn't even make it to the yep. crossbar, yep. landed in the end zone, and they ran it back for a 109-yard touchdown return. Great play. Yeah. Every Jags fan should savor that play. You're not going to get a better play out of this team this year. I'm just going to tell you that yeah. right now. And you're not going to win a game off just that. Yeah, you're not. I mean, it's just it looks all bad. It looks all bad. And again, you know, it it is a rebuild year. Trevor is averaging interceptions at a much higher rate than the TDs. It seems like yeah. uh, that the team's just not, they're just not good. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're just, they're just not good. And the Arizona Cardinals are quite good. That it's really, yeah. it, it's really not more complicated than that. I think Kyler kind of came down a little bit. He had a little bit of less of a day than he has the last few weeks, the last couple of weeks rather, but it didn't matter. I mean, you know, when your defense is doing what it needs to do and, Everything else is clicking for you. You don't really need to be that good offensively. Well, a few more games here. Jets and Broncos. There's really not a whole lot to talk about with this game. I think the saddest thing about this game is honestly that KJ Hamler is lost for the season for the Denver Broncos. That wide receiver group just keeps getting smaller over there in Denver. Denver wins 26 to nothing against the New York Jets. Zach Wilson with another two interceptions. It's not a good day for Zach Wilson. Again, not a lot to say. On this side, I think better, you know, I think somehow I think the Denver Broncos continue to get better, you know, each week, obviously against the Jets, you're going to look good. <laughs> my my one, the only statement I have to make about this game really is, oh, Zach Wilson is an improvement from Sam Darnold. Yeah. Interesting. Well, another overtime thriller, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Miami Dolphins. KRLV. Barber's a running back, gets the handoff, jumps over the top. Jackpot, baby! Touchdown, Raiders! Raiders pull it out 31-28 to against the Dolphins. Went to overtime, a few field goals in overtime, and the Raiders pull out another win. Are we witnessing, low-key, a new strategy by Gruden and company and the Raiders? Is this that what it is? Is this what they're going to do now? Are they going to be the lords of the overtime? I mean, I, gonna, I have no you, just gonna, you just work on your cardio. I hope not, but especially because look, the Raiders somehow let Miami stay in into this game. Jalen Waddle, you know, made some good plays, you know, in there. Jacoby Brissett, you know, did enough to somehow keep him hanging in there. But yeah, at the end of the day, the Raiders are three and zero, and again, I don't think anybody has 
space filled on their bingo card it, unless they're already a Raiders fan that they would be yeah. three and zero right now. Exactly. I, I feel like I feel like every week Twitter just keeps reposting Frank Caliendo saying win, 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 buy, win, seventeen and zero, baby. <laughs> um, Love it. But look, it doesn't get you got a few gimme games, you know, coming up for the Raiders. If they can beat the Chargers in LA on Monday Night Football, I think I'll be more impressed because obviously they opened the season and won against the Ravens. Yeah. But Steelers, we we know aren't great. The Dolphins aren't great, especially after losing Tua. But then they got the Bears. They're at Broncos. They're playing my Eagles and then the Giants. But then they've got Chiefs, Bengals, Cowboys, Washington, and then Chiefs again. So like. Yeah, I think their their schedule's kind of up and down. So, you know, it'll definitely be interesting to see what the Raiders do and how they change up their schemes to continue to win games. It's definitely done enough to get my interest peaked as we yeah. continue to roll on through this NFL season. And last up, we've got the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. KFAN. Cousins under center, short drop, looks left, throws to the end zone. Vikings win 30 to 17. This was just an ugly game. Like, honestly, yeah. like it was just, I don't like Kirk Cousins very much. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you'll know that we both don't really enjoy watching this guy play too much. He had three touchdowns, 30 of 38 for 323 yards, but it didn't look that good. He was efficient though, man. I mean, 30 completions and 38 attempts, three TDs is like a comment. I mean, come where do you want? I mean, he threw the touchdowns he needed. Madison just looked like an absolute stereotypical bell cow back. He's a Dalvin Cook yards. Yeah, he really he is. Looks said exactly that. like Dalvin Cook. Right, you hit me up with that this weekend, and I was like, man, you you definitely right. And that's it, what it is. And here, look, at the end of the day, we can be kind of be confused with it, but some teams are just good at winning ugly games. And I think that's Minnesota. That's who they are. Like, you know, Minnesota is just going to – is going to get their W's and it's probably never going to look particularly that flashy. And that's just kind of their approach. It's like, you know, that they're like the Detroit Pistons team that, you know, won in the two thousands, you know, it, it doesn't look the greatest, but it gets the job done. And yep. I didn't expect them to get the job done against Seattle, nor did I expect Seattle to be one and two right now. ESPN was like, Hey, they're going to be Oh, and eight, not there yet. But you know, I think Russ, you know, better days ahead for Russ and, you know, I think he'll continue to improve and, and make things better. I mean, DK Metcalf had one of his best days this year so far, you know, 107 yards on six receptions. I think it was just a bad day for the Seattle Seahawks. It's the secondary, man. You paid Adams back there, but he's only one guy. And this yeah. is that same secondary that, you know, allowed the Titans to come back in and beat them at home, you know? So that I think that's that's where you got to start looking at the problems that if – if you're Pete Carroll and the and the Seattle Seahawks is on that defensive side. Well, that's it for our recaps. Last up, we'll preview Thursday Night Football, which there isn't a whole lot to say. Jacksonville Jaguars visit the Cincinnati Bengals Thursday Night Football. I got to go. We got to go get ready for that one. This Joe is Burrow's garbage truck juice. <laughs> this is good garbage. This is garbage. Right. This is prototypical, prototypical, stereotypical NFL Thursday night football here. Yeah. And all, all, yeah. And that's really all we can really do is just hope that like Joe Burrow has got something for us. I think this will be the, the first solid look at Joe Burrow that I actually watched like a full game of. We'll see what happens. I don't, I'm looking forward to lots of potential meme content coming from just, you know, looking at 
looking at Urban Meyer on the sidelines. So that that's something to look forward to. But the game itself, mm, maybe not so much. And he's only got a few days to prep this time around. So, well, last bit of things we need to go over is Caleb, Josh Gordon is back in the NFL and going to play this weekend. Kansas City Chiefs, the rich get richer. How many games? Well, we said at the beginning of the season, I think I put the, the over on two games. So I think I think he'll yeah, do okay. two 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 or more. I think you said one. So I did. Here we go. So we'll see. Here we go. Let us know if you're a Josh Gordon fan in, in, uh, on Twitter uh, at Brass Tax NFL. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you on Friday at Brass Tax NFL for our previews for the week. And we'll be back very soon. As always, you can listen to us on any of your podcast apps. And you can follow us on Twitter at BrassTextNFL. And we did recently activate listener support. So if you feel it in your heart to give to our tiny little podcast, feel free. You can do so on anchor.fm. But we'll talk to you very soon. Until then, go birds. I know. Bye.